Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. Welcome to this episode of the No More Mondays podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode entitled Value-Driven Innovation and Collaboration. Today's guest, Jade Denson, embodies this concept personally and professionally. She has leveraged her passion for people to champion engagement opportunities and deepen community partnerships with Fortune 500 companies, community organizations, schools, and more. As the Vice President of Programming and Member Experience at the Minnesota Technology Association, Jade is invested in creating an inclusive technology workforce firmly rooted at the intersection of social enterprise, nonprofit, and technology. Here to talk about the creative solutions she deploys to drive technology and innovation and maybe get into a little bit about her personal passion for the arts, let's give a big welcome to Jade Denson. Jade, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk a little bit about me and yeah, share some of my insights with the world. Go figure. I know. I'm I'm excited because as we were kind of chatting about before the show, I think that we are equally loud and energetic people. So this should be <laughs> this should be a, a pretty high level fast talking experience for listeners that I have a feeling is going to be packed full of some gems of inspiration. So thank you for being here. Of course. So one of the things that I want to kind of jump right into is uh, this interesting aspect of kind of the intersection that you're working across with technology and nonprofit and the very kind of current idea of corporate social responsibility or social enterprise. Mm -hmm. So let's kick things off with getting a little bit of insight into what the Minnesota Technology Association is and then kind of what your role within that framework looks like as well. I actually didn't know what trade associations were until I started to work for one. Similar to any other trade association, we are member based. So members are our bread and butter. To give some context of who are our members, typically they are enterprises and companies that are technology enabled. Target, Lando Lakes, Optum, Prime Therapeutics, organizations that wouldn't work without awesome, smart technologists really driving what they're doing in the business sector. However, we also really work closely with K through 12 systems or higher ed education systems and um, the government space. So honestly, as a technology association, our goal is to really help build a more vibrant, inclusive, innovative, connected tech ecosystem. And that includes anyone and everything that touches technology. So um, I like to use the phrase, we all do better when we all do better. A core part of what we do is we bring people together to connect, learn, share best practices and collaborate. What an amazing both organization and role that really has impact. If you had to kind of roll that all up into your elevator pitch and really give somebody in a nutshell what your role looks like, what would it be? Yeah, gosh, I never work jobs that are easy to do this, but I'm going to give it my best shot. So I currently serve as the vice president of programming and member experience for um, the Minnesota Technology Association. And our role as an association really is to help build a more vibrant, innovative, inclusive and connected tech ecosystem here in Minnesota. And my role specifically is to facilitate opportunities for technology practitioners and leaders to come together to connect, learn, share best practices and collaborate. That's awesome. And what I think is really cool about this is that idea of kind of the ecosystem piece where it's bringing together not only 
tech, but tech enabled, which is there's an interesting difference there and kind of the future of the workforce to support that kind of ever evolving orb in what from I from what I have seen is kind of a growing technology scene in Minnesota. Yeah, we are going to be the Silicon Valley of the Midwest. I am confident in that. So, yes, definitely a growing scene. I always talk about for those of you out there who know the tech scene, there's a, a an umbrella organization across the U.S. called Built In. And I always predict that right now I predict that Atlanta and Minnesota are going to be the next built in what they classify as tech hubs, and you are working right smack dab in the middle of it. So tell us a little bit more about how you got into this work, because you have an interesting background that's not particularly kind of like tech driven. So walk, walk us into the present. Yeah, it's so funny. If you were to have asked me like even seven years ago, would I have been in technology? I would have said absolutely not. Technology is coding and that's not for me. So it is an interesting journey. I would say a lot of my journey started with being first generation career. Um, and a lot of people don't use that phrase, but I totally think it's something that's real and something that I experienced. So um, first generation college means you're the first to go to college in your family. But I feel like I'm the first to sort of move beyond like working and to figuring out what I want to do for my career and like what makes me happy? What am I passionate about? Um, so I didn't have context about like getting an internship or networking or all those things. So when I graduated from college, which was like a top institution, I had phenomenal grades, but I was highly not employable. I really struggled to get a job. So I was making like $30,000 a year when I first graduated and it just wasn't what I thought would happen. But like, I think it made me really motivated to not have folks who look like me be in that situation again. So I was kind of like really driven and did what everyone told me to do, like go to college, do really well. Um, and it didn't benefit me. Like I was still struggling to find a job in a comparable way to folks who didn't pursue a bachelor's degree. So I stumbled upon an organization called Genesis Works that really decoded how to navigate the professional space for underrepresented folks, people who don't have the same resources, often like black and brown high school students. I worked for that organization and I thought I would just be deep in the sauce of supporting young people. But because it's an organization that places young people into technology internships, in addition to sort of supporting their career ambitions, I also got to learn a lot about technology. And I think I think what the kicker was for me was as I was like working with a student and their supervisor, I was more interested in technology than anyone at the table. I was like, say, I you was... almost became the target audience while you were supporting the target exactly, audience. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's funny. I say that like the students helped me find my career, which is hilarious, but I was asking so many questions and I just wanted to know more. And I think I realized technology is so much more than building an application. And I think the average person doesn't know that, but I kept just digging in and and really leveraged my time at Genesis Works to make connections in the CIO community and with leaders in the technology space. And that's ultimately what landed me my job at Mintech. Yeah, it's really interesting to be at the kind of, I think for you, one of the things I really appreciate is being at the intersection of that industry as it grows, but supporting the, you know, the staff and the young people who are going to come into it, especially supporting those who may be in a more underserved population and may not feel like they have access to it. That's amazing mm-hmm. work. I love it. I, I, it, it, it never feels like work for lack of better words. That's awesome. I really, I'm not, I promise I'm not going to steal the first generation career idea, but it's, <laughs> I would love to know some of kind of the takeaways that you've learned about yourself yeah. as you have gone through your first generation career progression. 
I think about this a lot, to be honest, because I think when I moved to Minnesota for that first job, I didn't foresee myself here in such a short time. And I'm often like the youngest in the room, for lack of better words. So I always am thinking about like, how did I get here? Um, and I get that question a lot. And I think three things come to mind the most. First is I've always been relationship minded. I have always like wanted to learn from people. Like people say their learning style is to read it or to do it. My learning style is to learn from people. And I think I somehow am just like so invested in like, I know I belong here and I want to share my ideas. I think that is like really carried um, the way for me in a lot of really good ways. I guess the only other thing that comes to mind too is like, I ask a ton of questions. So um, when I think about how I got to better understand technology, a lot of it came from like me picking and prodding at the supervisors who were managing interns at Genesis Works. Like I wanted to know more about their roles. I wanted to better understand how things work within their organization. So um, being like question driven has definitely served me right and like gotten me to where I am today. Sometimes in the boardroom, it's challenging to feel yeah. like yep. you you have a seat at the table and that the people around the table respect the fact that you have yeah. a seat at the table. Yeah. And I, I almost want to dig a little bit more into this because one of the things in your background, I definitely wanted to just bring up as a point of just inspiration for others is the fact that you've done this with air quotes only a bachelor's degree. So mm-hmm. you're a, you are a VP at a very instrumental organization doing things with very big other instrumental organizations mm-hmm. and didn't have to go to get a master's or an MBA to do it. Yeah. And I've talked to me a little bit about how that has or hasn't played into your progression or how that may, may or may not play into that like imposter syndrome piece. I literally was applying to an MBA program like weeks before I got into my job at Mintech. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, like, I'm glad I did it. And I'm going to be fully transparent here. I wanted to go to um, Carlson School of Business and my GRE score was crap. Like I wasn't, quote unquote, good enough to get in. So blessing in disguise there. I I don't know if an MBA program would have even made me happy, but it's just the thing I thought I had to do, to be honest. But weeks later, Jeff Tollefson approached me and said, like, I have this idea. I have this role. I just started at Mintech. And like, you're the only person I know who can do this. Like, I haven't even worked with you before, but I've like seen how you interact with people and all those things. So like, I I trust you to take this to the next level. And I think to me, like, it goes back to my point of relationships. I know people always say it's like not what you know, it's who you know. Um, So I think to me, like what I was seeking in an MBA program was connections and relationships and like being in the right spaces. Um, And I feel like if you're sort of relationship minded, maybe that's not the route you have to take in order to get to where you need to be. So I I, I think like I I still think about getting an MBA because depending on like what I want to do in my career at a later point, like it may be a hindrance. But I do think like being true to yourself, sort of taking an assessment of what you like to do and what you actually want to do, um, being relationship minded and like leaning into your skill sets can also get you where you need to be without that master's degree. Amen. I uh, (laughs) usually say I usually I want to sometimes I get really cheeky and I actually want to put the letters RWMBA after my name, which I consider the real world MBA. Yeah. And what I think is, you know, I've created a business by this point. I've probably done a lot of the MBA work, but you're right. The connections are huge. Yeah. We talk a ton about networking on No More on the No More Mondays podcast because I'm starting to pick up on the on the fact that very often people who are 
working and are satisfied, working for someone else and who are satisfied got there through their network because there was already a personal yeah. connection there that yeah. built the, the trust and the understanding that you were getting into something, you know, good. So what is something that has surprised you along the way? So what were you not expecting to enjoy about the work that you're doing, especially starting years ago, thinking I'm never going to work in technology. So what have you yeah. been surpri- surprised at along this journey? Um, gosh, I think like in some ways I'm surprised that I'm interested in the actual like hardcore technical part. Cause to be honest, I could thoroughly do my job of bringing people together without getting into the weeds of the tech. But like I lean into it cause it's interesting to me. So for example, if I'm, um, facilitating a conversation on machine learning and like pitfalls and challenges of deploying machine learning, like I'm invested and like I'm paying attention to what folks are saying and how they're using machine machine learning within their organizations. I think I'm always pleasantly surprised at how interested I am in tech in in technology. And I think like part of me wonders if I'll ever want to pursue like a boot camp or some sort of certification to actually get into the weeds of the tech instead of just working like around it. But I'm consistently surprised at how interested I am in actually better understanding the, the technology of what I do. How has all of this, you know, no more Mondays and, you know, liking Mondays and no more Sunday blues. How has all of this shifted your perspective on Mondays? When I think of Mondays, I also always think of the like Sunday scaries phrase or whatever. And I think to me, like a few things come to mind and not having the Sunday scaries. Um, a lot of it comes from just like being confident in my work output. I think I'm like not scared to hit Monday and like dive into the work because I know I can do my job really well. And I think a lot of that has come from having really affirming people in my life and like things going well career wise. So I think I just trust my output in a way that like allows the Sunday scaries to to not exist in the same way. I also think it's helpful to sort of know that what I do in my job is really in alignment with who I am as a person. So part of my job now is to bring people together so that they can learn, connect, share best practices, all those things. Like I do that in my personal life. Back when the world was open, I always had folks over. I used to bring people who were like new to Minnesota um, into my space to like connect with my friends. And so being a connector and like wanting to facilitate people enjoying each other and learning is like what I do in my day-to-day life. So um, I don't have to like flip on a different switch for lack of better words. So there's less emotional labor that goes into getting ready for the day. You had a baseline of evaluation to compare this to, to say, is this something that's going to align with my values? I love the fact that before we even got into this conversation, I decided to title this value driven collaboration and innovation yeah. because that I think is is the is the best word that came out of that you know idea that you had did some self discovery knew what your values were knew what your values weren't and I'm a big believer that knowing what you don't want can be just as important to knowing what Definitely. you want as you kind of evaluate the fit of it of an employer or an opportunity for yourself and if you know if you're out there and trying to kind of figure out what your next play is or get your feet under you a really good exercise would be to go and sit and you guys know I love the outdoors go outside no devices and think about your core values personally mm-hmm. and kind of set them so that you have a way to define that and you have that that baseline to back check things as you it's it's almost like accountability it's forced accountability 
Yeah, I also want to just zoom in on two things, if you'll allow me. So I think other things that were helpful were, so I actually, an old colleague of mine um, shared the phrase like, say yes, like say yes more than you say no. And I think that super, super helped me before I made my list because I was able to try so many things and like put myself in situations that worked out great and those that didn't. So I think you can't write your list until you say yes more for one. Um, And then the second thing is I thought I was super reflective and I knew what I wanted, all those things, but I didn't get to this level of understanding what I wanted to pursue without having um, a career coach, to be honest. So that was something that, yeah, no, I didn't pay her to say that. (laughs) No, not a plug, not a a forced plug here, but it's truly (laughs) something that helped. Um, I was deciding on grad school or or career and all those things, but like so much of me really naming what I wanted, which was to launch into something new, um, came from having a sounding board and someone asking the right questions questions to get me to that place. So and, don't yep, underestimate un- needing the help, I guess. Yeah. And the un- the unbiased perspective and whether it's me or somebody else, and it, you, there are very few people in our lives, love them, good or bad, who don't, who, who can support us in an exploration like that without their own personal bias or beliefs into who we are or what we should be doing coming into play. And yeah. so what you were able to do was get that unbiased sounding board who had an, a general understanding of the market and could help you probably, I'm guess, skipping, skip a level or two yeah. in a career path that got you to a high, higher level in a sweet spot faster than you would have without it. Yeah. And I think like, doesn't always have to be, um, paid. Like I, I totally understand like financial constraints of career coaches, like all those things. But I think like, I even use myself as an example. There's plenty of folks who are like a little more junior in their career that reach out to me. And it's not like a full on, we meet once a month sort of thing, but I'm happy to like be a sounding board or make them think about things in a different way. So also consider like your networks. Um, if like a financial constraint is something that's at play too, there's folks out there that like, talking about career advancement and like talking about their crappy experiences and really good experiences in a way that's helpful to someone else. Absolutely. There is the, the idea of mentorship is far too undervalued in society and that you do not have to pay for a mentor. They are probably already in your life and and wanting to support you because for people like us, you know, this, I made this my career, but part of it was because I found myself loving to do this all the time. But I've always loved, I've always had a passion for helping people be better versions of themselves and to tap into potential that they couldn't see for themselves. And there, there are people out there of all walks of life who have gone through these journeys themselves and want to help others go through them with maybe a little more, a little less pain and a little more insight than, you know, than those before us. So yes, seeking out mentorship and support as you try to gain that clarity is huge. Tell us a little bit about you as the person. So, you know, obviously right now your profession is a big part of you, but when, when we do have fun things to do, where, where can we find you and what are you up to? I actually art is like a core part of who I am. So I my um, home is like covered in paintings and um, photography and things like that. So um, pre COVID, I spent a lot of time at galleries or Minneapolis has a really, really, really great. I guess so does St. Paul. Um, but I spend more time in Minneapolis. But the Twin Cities in general has a really great um, like festival scene. So there's they always a great art scene. 
They have yeah, like a whole exactly. great creative district. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, we may have crappy winter weather, but we do have art, which is helpful. Um, so I spent a lot of time doing that. Um, I also love basketball. So I um, referee youth sports, basketball in particular. Um, I'm a season ticket holder for the Minnesota Lynx. Go Lynx, best team in Minnesota for sure. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, I go to women's go for basketball games as well. So like basketball is a key part of what I do. Um, but I also surprised and like a heavy people person. So um, I do a lot of happy hours. I do a lot of dinners. I do a lot of like um, going to bars and restaurants with my friends. So um, definitely most of my time is with people. And yeah, connecting with people virtually is an amazing resource that makes this a much different pandemic than the one in 1918, but it still does not wow. necessarily replace the time with people, you know, absolutely so not. Absolutely I feel that not. As well. Um, yeah. well, you gave us, you gave us a little, a little, a little mini rapid fire into yourself. So let's continue and you want to play a little game with me? Sure. All right, here we go. Quick series of questions. Star Wars or Star Trek? Gosh, neither isn't an option, but if I had to pick Star Wars, I'm not a fan of either, but I'm going to say Star Wars. <laughs> we will give you a pass and let you take C, none. Okay, thank you. Uh, favorite candy? Gosh, Starburst. <gasps> I like the pink ones. Yeah, same. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a sports agent. I watched Jerry Maguire and I was like, I want to do that. Um, I'm very far from doing that, but really wanted to be a sports agent. Show me the money. What food yeah, are you exactly? <laughs> what food are you craving right now? Ah, uh, well, that's hard. I crave so many things. Ramen. I, it's cold. It's snowy here in Minnesota. So ramen or pho. It's a soup day. That's a yeah, yeah. good point. Uh, yeah. you this might be tricky because. This you might this might this might be pre your age, but what's your favorite '80s band? <laughs> yeah, pre my age. Great book recommendation. I really like Ta-Nehisi Coates' "Between the World and Me." I think that was a really really good book. So I'm gonna let you redeem the '80s band question by telling me your favorite childhood TV show. Ooh, so many good ones. My so like, give me a range, like pre ten years old or like after that. Mm, only be, let's do pre ten years old. I really, really liked Power Rangers. That was like my jam. I really liked Power Rangers and Full House was yeah. one of them. Sister, Full Sister was another one. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of good ones. Those were, well, Full House and Sister, Sister were like the Friday night thingy on ABC. What was it? What was it called? Um, anyway, that had, it, when I was a kid, it had Urkel on it too. Yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely in that bucket of favorites yep, for me too. Yep. A lot of good ones. And uh, of course, one more food question because I always am thinking and talking about food. A favorite ice cream flavor? Gosh, favorite. I always get laughed at for this. And despite being like vibrant um, and sometimes interesting, vanilla is still my go to flavor. It's it boring is. to some, but great to others. There is basically no better ice cream than Hagen Dazs vanilla bean. Yeah, I love vanilla and I will go to bat for vanilla. So, yeah, no, especially on any sort of dessert requiring ice cream. Yeah. And of, of course, this is a show about Mondays. So what's the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? Honestly, lately it's been grace. Like I think like I give myself so much kindness on Mondays. Mondays have been different um, in COVID, but my brain is slower. I'm not like rah, intense like I usually am. So Mondays like figure out my schedule, like figure out what I need to do. So I give myself a lot of grace on Mondays. That's what I think these days. And I think that that's something that people don't give themselves enough of. So that's a great message to send. And yeah. 
Before I ask our last question and, and send our listeners off with one yet another piece of great information, let everybody know how they can find you. And yeah, so I would say my journey is best like captured on my LinkedIn. So I think my URL is just Jade Denson. So J A D E last name is D E N S O N. Um, that gives you a lot of the goods, to be honest. So LinkedIn is where I would recommend people following my story and what I'm up to. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn and um, Jade and I are connected. So uh, you can find her there as part of my network. And you can also find a link on the show notes here. So you can be sure to check in with her and all the great work that she's doing with the Minnesota Technology Association and the companies based there and the schools based there. So Jade, let's do one more thing to Mm kind of just bring this whole story home. There's been so many good things here. And, you know, one of the, one of the pieces that I really just want to kind of revisit and highlight was that idea that, you know, of being relationship minded, speaking your mind and being curious. So what's Mm -hmm. one more, as if that's not enough, what's Mm -hmm. one more, what is one more little piece of advice, your best recommendation for what listeners can do right now to work towards a more enjoyable career? Honestly, gratitude. I I didn't mention this before, but to be honest, that probably is the ultimate secret sauce for me, um, especially before like where I am now. I was super great at follow up and like thanking people and like showing the impact that um, the way they've poured into me has helped me in my journey. So relationships and gratitude at the forefront. And I think you'll be in a good spot. That was a perfect summary. And exactly what I was going to say and reinforce is that by being a relationship driven person and showing the gratitude to nurture that network and connection, amazing things will happen in your life and your profession. Jade, thank you so much for this conversation today. I want to just keep talking because I think that we could forever. <laughs> we could. Um, but I'm just going to I'm going to send you off with a giant thank you and a big virtual hug from one cold, snowy place to another. Right and, on. Um, and remind our, our listeners to definitely follow follow you on LinkedIn. And again, to everyone out there, thank you for joining us for this edition of No More Mondays. And please join us each Wednesday for another amazing conversation with an inspired, confident professional. Be sure to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you access your podcasts. And for feedback, comments, or suggestions on future guests, please visit us at nomoremondays.info. We would love to hear from you and what you think of Mondays. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.